Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends and entertainment in baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I am your special guest co-host, Sarah Vita, on the search for the best croissant in LA and part of the Bigger Boulder baking team. And as always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Nice to have you back. You were here before. I know. It's been a minute, but I'm so happy to be back. Um, that means it's been a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like millennial speak or American speak? I, to, to be fair to me, <laughs> I think I am technically a millen- millennial. Yeah, I think so too. I am. Yeah. But just the like the very end of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sorry, so you're not Gina. Gina is away I'm in not Paris. Gina. Oh, which is lovely for her. Jalous. Um, I have a question though. You mentioned there that you love croissants. I didn't know that. You didn't? No. <gasps> I feel like we've talked about this. I oh, really? literally love croissants. Well, so but have we told you that we love almond croissants? You have. Oh, okay. Then yeah, we had a conversation. Have, we've yeah. had the conversation then. But I'm just like a straight up butter croissant person. Mm, I like Kevin and I have hit up some like big bakeries around LA looking for the perfect almond croissant. And like, it's funny because you think like, you know, even if it's mediocre, it's still good. It's like, no, no. sometimes they're like dry. There's not yeah. enough filling ratio to croissant. The croissant's not great. It not was, fluffy. It's, it's too, it was too baked. Then there's like different ways of doing it. Some people bake the frangipan into their dough. Mm. Other people cut them open and put the frangipan inside, which I prefer because it gives you more frangipan. Um, there's a lot, a lot of different things. I won't get into it right now, but... <laughs> I just went off on a tangent, but uh, I didn't know that you were a fellow connoisseur. Oh my gosh, I really love them. Like if I go to, there's a French, there's a bakery in Long Beach that I go to and they have amazing pastries, but more often than not, I will just get the butter croissants because they're so good. And like with coffee, it's just, I don't know. I love them. I used to get them every day in Paris when I lived there. I also gained like 15 pounds, but you know, (laughs) they're so good. Okay. So guess what? What? Today, February 13th, is Super Bowl Sunday. Did you know that? I did know that. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> that answer makes it sound like I didn't know that. I did know that. I'll tell you why I knew that. It's in LA. It's in LA. I know. Go Rams. Sorry, Zach. Who's the other team? Uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Cincinnati. The Bengals. <laughs> like the band. <laughs> like the band. Exactly like the band. Are I they know. Bears? Bengals? Um, tigers. Bengal Tigers. Oh, Bengal Tiger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> and Rams are Rams. This is clearly a sports podcast, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rams I'm going to start talking. Yeah, no, I do know. I do know it was, I did uh, know it was here. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been a football fan that long, but I am a football fan now. And I'm very excited that we're going to the Super Bowl today. Yeah. Later today. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a fun day. Like the It's a fun day. The food. Like I, one of the reasons I love Super Bowl is for dips. Yes. Because I don't have dips normally on an average day in my house. But when you go to somebody's to a party for say like it's Super Bowl or it's a Christmas party or it's like something leading up to Thanksgiving or whatever it is. There's always dips. Always dips. Like Very American, right? Arch, yeah. Spinach and artichoke dip, which I absolutely Yum. love, which is I'm sure like I'm not sure like what's in it but it's it's bad it's for very you but it's so caloric, good but it's really good <laughs> it's especially so good. when it's warm <gasps> I know. um I mean, the reason i love super bowl is because you get to have chips and dip that's why oh, I yeah love it. that's so good i know have you ever heard of this is where i was going with this so perfect um seven layer dip that's like yeah, a very american thing yeah, yeah it's yeah. got like cheese and beans 
uh, that's only two. There's seven layers. Guacamole, oh, salsa, yeah. salsa, beans, two different types of beans or something. Probably. Cheese, I don't know. Like refried beans, mm-hmm. black beans, or, sorry, kid, black beans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had it one time at a friend's house and they got it at the supermarket and I, and I tried it then. But the thing about it is, see, I don't know. I just didn't do it for me. I like, I like those things separately. Mm-hmm. I think I would like them all. Like I think I would like them all by themselves. Like I want, I'd prefer a big bowl of guacamole yeah. rather than a layer of guacamole getting mixed with beans. Yeah, it's and a salsa. little, it's a little lazy, kind of putting it all in there in one thing. But it's a thing. It's a Super Bowl thing. Yeah, so you know, know Super Bowl is as much about the food as it is about the sports. Obviously, it's all about the food. It's all about the food. I know. Uh, yeah, so. and then the ads. And the ad, the commercials, the halftime show. Yeah. I know. But it kind of got me thinking. Like, what are some big? What are some the most popular recipes that people look up? specifically baking if that's a thing for the big game so we found google's most searched super bowl foods yeah um organized by states yes so also the country's evenly split between hot wings buffalo wings it's like dips and wings um california is a hot wings state so like spicy wings like chicken wings okay and then buffalo wings it's like that sauce that's it's not made from buffalo but buffalo sauce <laughs> i don't even know what buffalo it's sauce spicy. is so but mm. do you mean that the hot wings are dry raw are they, like mm. they, one of them is dry the other one is saucy i don't think so i think hot wings can be either dry or saucy so it's just two different sauces right okay exactly yeah um dips <laughs> dips zach, is it zach, zach, <laughs> zach has so much to weigh in on this and we're over here I'm like sure what's biting, hot wings he's he's his tongue over there. <laughs> so all the states were either you know dips hot wings blah 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 but oklahoma the state mm-hmm. of oklahoma the number one search dip in oklahoma is chocolate chip cookie dough dip stop i'm not kidding so first of all they're the only state to have a dessert themed dip and second of all, what is chocolate chip cookie dough dip? Are you asking me? Like why? How is that different from edible cookie dough? What do you dip in it? Like I would imagine it would be maybe if it's a dip, it's got to be like scoopable, right? So do you yeah. dip like pretzels, chips? Um, I definitely wouldn't be a sweet dip person. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've ne- I don't, I, I'm sure I have seen it on Pinterest because it's yeah. kind of like ringing a bell. For me right now, but I, I I've seen it. I've seen cookie dough dip. Mm. I'm guessing it's just a loose cookie dough, a okay. cookie dough with maybe no flour in it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the way that, or baked flour or something like that. Yeah. But you dip in it, like it's such a bizarre kind of a like made up thing that I think you can kind of dip whatever you want into it. Like My like finger? you said, pretzels. You dip your finger. <laughs> you dip. Um, I was supposed to say marshmallows, but that doesn't seem yeah, to be no. right. I could see like a salty cookie. potato chip. Oh, a cookie. Cookie in a cookie dip. Yeah, that's mm. excessive. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'd have to look that one up. Did you, you didn't Google to see what it was? No, made. I didn't. I just thought it'd be fun to see if we could figure it out. I'm guessing it's just a loose cookie dough. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe no, we'll, no maybe eggs. I'll make it later today. Who knows? Um, so super fun. Once again, go Rams. Sorry, Zach. Our video guy's from Ohio. So, um, Another big event. This week is huge. There's so many things going on. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. That's right. How did that happen? That never happens. Like Super Bowl is so is like so close to like Super Bowl is late this year, right? Super Bowl is usually around my birthday. That's where my football knowledge is not great. How do I know more about Super Bowl than you know? I don't know. (laughs) Um, the the Super Bowl is generally uh, roughly around the twenty eighth of 
January. January or th- that the last weekend in January, which is my birthday. Okay. And that's how I know. Hmm. I wonder why it is like that this year. Who knows? No, super late. Oh, but maybe because I don't know. They added an extra oh, game. Oh, this was the first season they added one extra game. Oh, there okay. we go. That's why. So they're mystery late. solved. So okay. that, that math, so that math adds up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, okay, yeah. so tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Um, I have a lot of questions about Valentine's Day. Are you a Are you a Valentine's Day person? Some no. people, no, yeah, same, especially this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Yeah, it's okay. Um, the well, you've got a fan with George here in this. I house. know George is my Valentine. He got me a balloon. He got you a heart so shaped sweet. balloon. Oh. I have to figure out from Maria if he picked that out himself for you or not. But he he was just before the podcast. He was luring uh, <laughs> Sarah outside by the hand to play with him in the garden. <laughs> so cute. Um, so we, there might, are we still might have to go out in the there. world. Yeah, we might have to go out there later. I know. Okay. Well, that's cool. You guys, you're not a Valentine's Day person, but do you and Kevin like ever do anything? Did you used to do anything? Not like not nothing apart from go to dinner. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. kind of it. Well, this year you guys made pancakes. This year we made pancakes. That's true. So on that's cool. YouTube pancakes for two. That was fun. That was a really fun video. Mm-hmm. And we um, we made different flavors for each other. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's on YouTube and it's on the website as well. It was just it was just a pancake, a perfect pancake. Sorry, a perfect recipe for pancakes for two. Mm-hmm. But Kevin and I, because I love a bit of a I love a, a competition mm-hmm. or a bit of a challenge. So we challenged each other uh, in the video to make, you know pancakes for the other person with all like the trimmings and the toppings and everything that you think that person will like so it was a lot of fun I think I had so much fun watching it like I think my favorite part was when Kevin um stole your pecans and was like oh Gemma uses these for salads and then later you're like where are my pecans yeah 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 <laughs> I know I didn't realize I didn't remember what happened was see this is just so you know if then they tell you about this when you do tv mm-hmm. just be very always very careful about what you do when they tell you that the cameras aren't rolling. Like if you, you go on like morning shows and things like that, or like um, some of the food shows that we do, because often they continue to roll when when they when you think they're not. Right, but that's the best um, stuff. So I was looking for the pecans and I was talking to myself and Zach was, had the camera on me rolling. I had no idea. And I was like, where are my pecans? Because <laughs> I, obviously I know everything that's in the cupboards. Well, and I heard you say too that you were going to use, or Kevin said you were going to use them for cheesecakes. And then I was like, oh my God, are these for an Academy video? And now she has to go out and buy more pecans. They were extra for salads. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I was I like, think they he were screwed up the whole shoot schedule. Yeah, yeah. I think they were left over from cheesecakes to be used in salad because I love pecans and salad mm-hmm. and then he uh he took them but uh yeah it was all <laughs> well, for whatever a good it was worth for your pan- <laughs> it was worth it for your pancakes I got to eat them in the end <gasps> good times well do you have um do you have a preference in terms of valentine like there's a lot of typical valentine's day treats cookies chocolates donuts I don't know like if you had to pick if someone were to give you like a box of chocolates or a thing of cookies yeah would you pick do you have a preference um, I prefer my own homemade cookies, to be honest with you. So I would say no <laughs> to cookies. Um, what I, I'll tell you what um, Kevin does sometimes. We, we haven't done it now in a while because we moved. But in Santa Monica, there's a place called Sidecar Donuts. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yes, so good. So good. And uh, like very occasionally, uh, especially if we were filming in the house that day, he would show up. I think like even on, I'm pretty sure on a Valentine's Day he did it. But if we go out in the morning, go for a run, maybe go out with George, uh, go down to the 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 bakery and then bring up donuts and mm. they're they were really good so i like yeah i definitely like that kind of stuff that's nice yeah, yeah. kevin does lots of like don't get me wrong like we 
like Kevin does lots of nice things and we give each other cards and we always try mm-hmm. and book a dinner or something. That's nice. Um, and we definitely try not to work on that day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, every, you know, you, things just kind of get kind of hectic, especially now yeah. with a two year old. I feel that. I mean, I don't have a two year old, but I can imagine. Maybe someone buys you, you know, a cake for Valentine's Day or has a nice personalized oh, cake for you. That'd be nice. And I was also recently reading because, you know, I live alone, so I ain't eating a whole cake by myself. But this woman is like staunch about um, cake is better frozen. She keeps her cake in her freezer after she like makes it or gets a cake and then just like every day has a little bit and like it stays, you know, like frozen, frozen, (laughs) (laughs) frozen. I don't know. I mean, I can relate because I truly love like refrigerator chocolate cake that's totally different i know you're right i've never tried frozen cake have you have you no <laughs> who is this lady i have to look it up i forgot you could no, you can't just say like drop this and then be, and like i'm not um oh the source was <gasps> it like, was on food and wine this is legit no if you've never allowed yourself the solace and pleasure of a cold whisper thin slice cake in the wee small hours it's time so wait a second now is it cold or is it frozen the literal article title is cake is better frozen um no no all right i'll tell you i'll tell you why so maybe it's a texture thing and Mm -hmm. if it is a texture thing for that lady then maybe she does (laughs) like maybe frozen is that it is like better for her Mm. but um let me tell you something about cake and this applies to pretty much all cakes unless you're talking about it applies to all cakes if you're dealing with a fresh um a cake with freshly whipped cream, mm-hmm. you can't leave it out sitting out that long. But leave, um, if you can, if it's not too hot where you are, uh, leave cakes out that are just regular cakes with buttercream frosting or like um, a certain type of frosting, like with, you know, with sugar and butter. Uh, leave them out at room temperature. If it's a little bit hot, keep them in the fridge. But then before you serve them, always, always, always take them out like I'd say an hour two hours before you're going to serve them let them get to room temperature because what happens is the flavor is so much better and the texture is so much better mm. it's not going to melt nothing like that is going to happen at all i do this all the time it's it is a different animal eating it from the fridge cold than it mm. is at room temperature mm-hmm. so everything is superior at room temperature and the same rule applies to ice cream you don't take ice cream straight from the freezer oh gosh, yeah. and you eat it out of the tub it's really hard I to scoop that. yeah but then see what happens is <laughs> <laughs> the flavor is so much better when it's a it doesn't even have to be melty but like a softer a mm-hmm. little bit melty but like it's the flavors are just way more enhanced oh see i never thought of it as like a flavor thing yeah. because i heard you talking about this texture. with gina but like i'm a weirdo when i was a little kid i used to eat ice cream with a fork like in, when it was really cold and i'd almost like shave it off and i really liked having tiny thin layers of ice cream it yeah. was, <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay. <laughs> I've seen people do that. I get that. <laughs> I don't know why I like it really cool. I also eat it slower. Like if it's softer, I'll just eat it all in like three seconds. Oh, funny. Because I love, ice cream's my favorite food. So aside from croissants, maybe. I have to say, I, I'm a little bit like that. So if I have dessert that warrants ice cream, what happens is 
I eat it really fast. Like say yeah. if I have crumble, I love crumble or crisps or something like that or cobblers. And then you have to you have to have ice cream with something like that. Totally. But what happens is I eat the dessert really fast because I don't want the ice cream to melt. So I literally shovel like scoops of, <laughs> of cobbler and, and ice cream into my mouth at the same time. So the ice cream doesn't melt because I don't want to be left. I don't want my ice cream to melt. But then I also want to make sure that my ratio of dessert to ice cream Totally is right because that. if I end up with no ice cream and just dessert left I won't eat the dessert I need the ice cream I need the ice cream I feel you it's like a race to you're like sweating oh my god <laughs> I have I don't have enough ice cream the ice cream's melting what am I gonna do yeah I totally feel that these are I've got bigger problems than this just so everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta acknowledge that that's not I know I recognize that that's not a problem for okay. people to have <laughs> I know. sometimes in the kitchen it sometimes. is sometimes okay I think it's time for grain of salt I just drank some tea, sorry. Ooh, I want some tea. I actually didn't offer you tea. You didn't. I'm really sorry. And you were here the whole time that I made it. (laughs) That was really rude. That is not like an Irish person to do that. Oh man, that's okay. I'll have some tea afterwards. Okay, you're going to have to make it yourself though. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll make George do it. He's down. He made made me tea last time. It was make-believe tea, but he did make me tea. It was so cute. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for a grain of salt? Yes. Grain of salt. So, Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of things that I've found that I, they're kind of like baking myths mm-hmm. and I want to hear what you have to say about them because I'm actually not sure. So first thing, this one, I know you're going to know the answer to because you do this all the time when you're baking or cooking with alcohol, it always cooks off. The alcohol always cooks out and it's not like no longer alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me true. about that. It is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're worried about, it's funny because Growing up in Ireland, um, I, it was only until I, mo- I moved to the United States that I remember hearing somebody say one time, like, oh, you know, the kids can't have that because it has alcohol in it, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of like surprising to me because that was never the case for us growing up. So it, it was just, it was interesting to see that like kids, you know, in different countries didn't get cockavan when they were eight years old because it was like a wine stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yum. You know, but my mom would make that all the time. Mm. You know, beef and Guinness, uh, cockavan. Does stroganoff have alcohol in it? No, I don't think it I don't does. Think so. No, it doesn't. But vodka cream sauce does. Um, that's not or an pasta. Irish thing. I've never had that before. Oh, okay, just kidding. Um, but it does. It does have vodka in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I just I found that kind of interesting. Like, did you have alcohol in in desserts or in uh, the food growing up? Um, yeah, my mom. <laughs> I'm about to make her sound terrible. No, I feel like we had whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. My mom did like to make those like rum cookie balls that mm-hmm. you make. We've had those when I was little. I don't like really remember, to be honest, but I don't remember anything specific from my childhood. But, you know, more lately, I've had some a lot of those things you talked about. My mom does love making like vodka cream sauce with penne. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when she started making that. But um, but if you're doing like something frozen, like if you did like rum ice cream. Yeah. No, like, will that, do you have to cook it before or is that just go oh, straight in there? It, 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 it's a totally different method for everybody. For mm. every People have lots of different ways to do it. Um, I generally, um, there is a lot of different ways to do it. What I like to do sometimes is to soak, to heat up the rum and soak my raisins in the rum and mm. like put a, some cling wrap over the saucepan and let them like hydrate with the rum. Then I stir that into my ice cream. That sounds good. Yeah, there's different ways people do it. Okay. Um, I don't you know. Do you do you reduce? You, there's another way of like reduction. Right. 
to get a stronger alcohol flavor with less liquid. You know, you reduce it on on stovetop, let it right. simmer down. This is very common with um, wine, like traditional French wine sauces, butter sauces. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking now. On like white wine reduction sauces, red uh, jus and things like that, where you would uh, simmer down red wine or white wine or whatever. Mm-hmm. We totally went off on a tangent. You asked me, does alcohol cook off? And yep. I just started telling you that, that, that my the boozy food my mom used to give. No, me. I love it. That's what that's what this is for, you know. So, but we know now. Yes, it does. Second, but, but sorry, but I, you know, that, but that's in Ireland. That's what we had as kids. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I um. I think like are you if if you do not if you're if you're absolutely strict on alcohol then no then don't don't put it in lots of options lots That's of recipes true. give you the option of like omitting alcohol mm-hmm. um like tiramisu like I have a recipe for tiramisu and as kids we always had that we always had the coffee boozy one like that was mm-hmm. what we thought thir- tiramisu was um or we knew it to be but on the website now, which is one of my favorites, is a berry, a triple berry tiramisu Ooh, yeah, or ter- uh, summer berry tiramisu, which is strawberries and blueberries and everything. And you make a little sauce by simmering the berries mm-hmm. and you don't have to add any alcohol to it. And it's just a really family friendly recipe. Um, so that's really lovely. So oftentimes if you don't consume alcohol, you don't want to, there's ways around mm-hmm. it. Right. And I feel like unlike a lot of other ingredients sometimes that provide like a certain sort of like chemical or structural yeah. fo- like function, the alcohol is usually just like a little extra thing. It depends so it's not, on the recipe. That's true. It yeah, is a liquid. Sometimes huh? you can omit it. Mm-hmm. Like tiramisu, you don't want it in there, leave it out. You know, can you omit the coffee? Mm, it's kind Probably of a coffee not. dessert. Yeah. So that's a bit of a tough one, but you can leave out the alcohol. We could try a decaf, but who? Yeah. Well, yuck. <laughs> okay. Next, next, uh, baking myth. Baking soda never goes bad. You know, like people always leave baking soda in their fridge for deodorizing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what happens to it if you like if you leave your baking soda in the fridge, you know, for months, then can you just use it or is it like gone bad now? Uh, no, but I have to I, I'm going to I'm going to pick a little bit at your question or your statement. What do you mean by bad? Do you mean like mm. it's not usable or it tastes gross? Well, I think it always tastes gross. It does right? always taste. gross. <laughs> I guess like not usable. Yeah. Uh, no, you probably shouldn't if it's open. So if you're, okay, I, um, if you're, go through your raising agents as quick as you can. Like, yeah, so honestly, okay. I could have the raising agents six months, almost to a year in my cupboard and because I buy them big jars. Right. So it does take me some time to get through them. Um, I've, I've never had an issue. It always is best though with your flowers, especially, and your raising agents, just cycle through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as quick as you can so buy them in smaller amounts and cycle through them okay that's a good tip and if you don't um go through fast uh through flour quickly it's flour is not going to deactivate but what can happen is is um it's just it's not as good and yeah it goes like rancid or something it, right it, depending on bit. the flour it can go rancid mm-hmm. so um like whole wheat flours they can be high because of the bran and the germ they've got more fats in them more oils Okay. So then those spoil and that is not a nice taste. It's not a nice smell. So, um, usually it's more for brown flowers of, of many different types, but if you don't go, if you know, if you don't bake too often, keep them in the fridge and they stay fresher and crisper. Also, you can keep them in the freezer, but I never have enough space in my freezer to keep oh, flowers. Me neither. So I've got a big fridge. I'll stick them in there. Yeah. Cool. But oh, sorry, Fun. my point is I kind of, 
you just there's no need to push your baking uh, raising agents into the fridge. Just buy small amounts and cycle and through just use them. them. Yeah, but will it go bad? Probably will, eventually. Will it, like, will it deactivate? Like I'm sure it's not good. It's been oh, you know. But um, will it deactivate? Yes, they can. They ba- raising agents can deactivate after a uh, like be be inactive. Excuse mm-hmm. me after a certain amount of time. Okay, because you know sometimes people have baking soda in their fridge for like years. Yeah, or it's. Or yeah, like in they, they bake at Christmas time and like that's they're, it. it's three years old when they when they go to look at it. Mm-hmm. Oops. So yeah, that's probably, I would say don't, yeah, don't use that. Cycle through them. Okay. Good to know. Okay. I think we have time for just a couple of Ask Gemmas okay. from the audience. So remember everyone, if you guys want to be featured on the podcast, we'll shout you out. Um, send your questions in on social media, in an email, whatever. Um, we will, we'll read them on the, on the air and Gemma will answer them. So our first question, we had a couple of bread questions this week. Um, good. I think the last time I didn't do such a great job, Gina asked me a lot of questions and I felt like I didn't know any of the answers. (laughs) So (laughs) I should have asked for these questions in advance. So I sounded smart. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I tried to pick some that I thought would be, I tried to think about that kind of, um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Lowball me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. First question is about bread, which is very fun because we just finished um, doing bread at the Academy. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't do that, huh? Um, So the first question is from Sing to the Dawn on Instagram. And she's asking, for bread making, is passing the window pane test always necessary? It kind of is, yeah. Let me explain to you what that is. Um, So it it always doesn't... mm, 90% of the so yeasted always yeasted doughs not if it's um say like a cracker bread or something that's not yeasted so yeasted doughs 90 percent of the time a, a um gluten window is or the window pane gluten pane or the you know that this I'll, I'll explain what that is in a second but that applies like 90 percent of the time um sometimes i find with no with no knead doughs and fermented doughs I don't know personally how that's possible because they're so wet. Mm. But just a kind of a standard bread dough that I mix on my machine or mix by hand. Um, it, it can be brioche or challah or just like regular yeast bread or whatever it is. You do a um, a window pane check. So what you do is you, you're mixing on the machine or you're doing it by hand or whatever. You want to check if your, your dough has been kneaded enough and it's ready to take off the machine or you're doing it by hand and you want, to, you want to know what stage you're at, snag off a little bit of dough, pull it, I'm, I'm showing Sarah now with my fingers. <laughs> you, uh, I can actually show you with dough I have over there. Ooh, yeah. But um, put it, rub it between your fingers. And what you do is, and you stretch it, like very giant, uh, gently stretch it and pull. And what will happen is the gluten strands, you know, if your bread is ready, the blue, the group, oh, excuse me, the gluten strands, <laughs> the gluten, <laughs> the gluten strands will create this kind of like window pane that you can almost see through. And if you can pull that far and make that piece of dough bigger, it means that your bread has like really good, um, has developed gluten, is at a really good stage and probably is ready to be proofed. If you go to do that, I should really do an article about this on yeah. the website because that now I'm just saying it out loud. It makes total sense. Um, if you pull off your little bit of dough and you start to put it into your hands and pull the dough a little bit and and it might, you know, if it if it just rips a hole straight away, then uh, it's not ready and needs to be not needed ready. more. Okay. Yeah. So 
um, it, it's all, it's a sight thing. It's, it's a feel thing. Um, and it's something that's like, it is important to do. I have to say over the last few years, um, of baking bread, I actually stopped doing it. I think it was just a habit I got out of, but when we did January's, uh, all about bread course mm-hmm. for the Academy, I was just very like made sure that for the Academy, I covered like all of my, my kind of your the tips that are super like the fundamental tips that are super important for bread making so like that was one of them that we covered like how to check if there was a gluten window and that's how you tell that your bread is done sorry bread is ready Ready to be bread proof yeah cool yeah bread is like oh it's so hard for me that's my my least not my least favorite thing to bake but I'm the most scared of baking bread you know but I've tried some of your recipes and it's help it's helpful but it's like the whole sourdough thing during the pandemic fail I failed hard. Yeah, that that's a tough one because some There's, people like nailed it and some people like really struggled. And like all you could see were these beautiful loaves on Instagram. And I was like, how are these people <laughs> making this bread? And I'm like, this person's never baked before I in know. their life and I know it. And yet they have these beautiful sourdoughs with all the designs <laughs> on top. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. But um, no, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's basically, it's not as hard as it, right. it seems. And the, um, so like on the website, we've got so many different levels of bread making but mm-hmm. if you're interested in yeasted doughs in bread making different techniques i would say definitely check out the um the academy because for january we did like a oh, great yeah, bread course and it was so, so it was so intensive I, by the end of the month i was full of bread knowledge and about to fall down <laughs> but it was um but i have to say um, i know daniel who is part of the academy listens to the podcast and mm-hmm. like he when i saw the breads that he produced like that oh like, really made it we'd made a japanese milk bread yeah that was beautiful and it just they looked amazing they really did so like it was very because re- you can see that yeah it's very rewarding to see like all those yeah, pictures it in. is and they everyone said that that one was like not as hard as it seemed no and they all turned out really good like everybody's Japanese milk bread looked amazing yeah, so amazing I gotta try bread. that one I kept it in the freezer and what I did was I made George little sandwiches out of it oh yeah cute. I made like little toasted cheese sandwiches and mm, stuff yum. yeah it was just it's soft it's like an it's like kind of brioche kind of it's, it's very similar to brioche mm-hmm. um it is eggy it's buttery oh it's so good yum okay we'll try that um I think we have time for maybe one more question okay Okay, so this one I'm going to ask because you just made pancakes with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from lil.miss.caramel on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's She wants to know, and actually I would love to know this too, how do you make pancakes evenly golden brown instead of patchy when you're frying them or whatever? That's not her, that's what she's frying them on. Oh, so it's not, it's not the recipe. Number one, mm-hmm. that's what you're frying them on. So I would say I would invest in a new frying pan mm-hmm. because your pan is cooking unevenly. Uneven cooking. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you like to cook pancakes on? Um, so do you have a griddle top? Do I you do have, like, have a griddle okay, top. Okay, that's yeah. That's cool. So that's awesome. And that's like consistent heat all the way throughout. But, um, not everybody has the luxury of that. I only mm-hmm. got it when we moved into this house, which I absolutely love it. Um, but what I, I tell you what I did do for the longest time when I had my catering business, I went to Macy's and I got these griddles because I used to cook in offices that had no kitchens, mm-hmm. but I had to produce like these hot, fresh breakfasts for like a hundred people. So I would uh, buy these griddles. I got them on sale. They were like less than $30 and um, they have a nonstick surface. And they're perfect for doing pancakes on. Mm. Like for eggs and bacon and stuff like that, yes. But they give you the most like perfect, even, perfect even brown. brown pancakes. 
Um, if you don't have space for one of those, they're, they're a fantastic piece of equipment if you're living in a dorm, if you, if you don't have a kitchen. Like, they are amazing. Um, so that's what I used. And so when we did photography for pancakes on the website, like, we would always use that griddle to get the, the pancakes, pancakes fluffy and brown. Oh, my gosh. So I would say invest in a good quality sauce, uh, sorry, frying pan. Um, non-stick what about like, it's totally fine. If it's not nonstick, that's okay. I would say just go for quality and something that's heavy bottomed. What I'm picturing right now is the bottom of a frying pan. And it just, it's, it's like probably flimsy. It's, it's kind of, it doesn't sound very thick. Okay. And what about like cast pan. iron pancake making? You know, I wouldn't because the, um, the conduction, it's easier to control the heat in a frying mm. pan than it is in a pan that's a cast iron. Okay. Because it it gets when it gets hot when it gets hot and eventually it once it eventually gets hot and it, it takes some time, it stays hot. So if you put it on too hot, your pancake is uh. on there and then you can't cool it down again fast because the heat is already in there. It's like a conductor oh, of heat. I didn't know that. So that's and that's why we use it for bread making. Mm-hmm. And like for other things, like for chili making, it's great, but um, not for something delicate That's more like delicate, pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sarah, did we ever mention what you did for us uh, here at BBB? Not yet. Not no. right now, no. Because we're, we're at the end now. So we, we should are. tell people what you do. Oh yeah. You want to tell people or <laughs> tell should me I what tell you people? do as well? I'm not percent sure either. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, thanks everybody for your questions. Again, you can submit them, you know, online on social media and we'll read them on the air for you. Those are very good questions, by the way. They were good, huh? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I like to pick things that I also would love to know. So yeah, we have more for next time. Um, but yeah, I'm Sarah Vita, everyone. I work at Bigger Boulder Baking and I'm also on the, um, Bold Baking Academy team for Bigger Boulder Baking. I do, oh man, so many things. Um, kind of the social media manager, even though we have some support in that area now. I help manage the website. Um, I'm involved in, you know, some of the content planning for what we're going to do throughout the year. Yeah. And uh, and then for the Bold Baking Academy, I'm kind of, you know, running the operations and working with members and um, helping you helping you program yeah what's coming so if you if you do if you have signed up for the academy you've already met sarah and talked to her that's right and or emailed with her and so that's who she is that's me hi (laughs) (laughs) okay bye (laughs) we probably should have covered that like at the top of the show Well, you know, I just thought I got we'd, so we'd I got so right caught in. up with croissants. croissants I just, I, know, I, uh, I know, threw I me. <laughs> well, that's um, that's that's the episode. That was so fun. Okay, I think you owe a little guy out in the garden a play date. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hope he's not crying anymore. No, I don't think so. He's having a sandwich. Well, it's really nice outside. He's probably like chilling now because yeah, it's yeah. like seventy-five degrees or eighty <laughs> degrees in California. Yeah, I think we're both gonna go outside and play with George. Okay.